The following program comes to you from the MNL Studios. Oh, shit. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome in to the Mark and Lid podcast. Skeeter is still on location, as we call it. Skeeter, what's up? Not much. Today we have comments with her <clears throat> on this day in history. There's not a ton today. Uh, we have what year is it? I think three strong selections, and you got a shot. Today we give you a cool stories in music. This was recommended by a listener, and I, I, I like this guy, and I knew there was a pretty good story. Today we delve into the world and life of Dan Hartman. I think you're gonna like it. Plus, we got a fairly decent bet you didn't know. Stand by for it. Well, um, as expected, this Britney Spears divorce situation is getting pretty ugly by the day. Um, uh, I don't think so. The seven-year itch has been replaced. Common pet myths debunked and scary situation involving Drew Barrymore. Hey, could you move your monitor so I can see my more bad. than just the back of your motherfucking head? Yes, my bad. There we go. How is that? That's much better, thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll get into the Britney thing in a minute. Sounds like you're opinionated on it. I've got. Well, I've got, I mean, in the prenup, it says that he can't do anything, so he's not doing anything. He'll he'll get his money and he'll go his way. I just feel very sorry for her. What part about we're going to get into that in a minute? Were you not clear? Well, on? I think we're going to get into it now. <laughs> Apparently so. You just did it. Well, I don't know where the story is. It's down on the bottom not on the mm. bottom it's in the order that i have it which is why i said we'll get into it in a minute but okay she's a what what linda just did she gave you a teaser she gave you a teaser see i've got more stuff okay i've got i've got fodder now is it true i don't know there's also that lionel richie story that won't go away uh, you know i haven't heard anything about lionel richie so i'm interested to hear this yeah yeah well it it was there for a minute and then it kind of went away, but it made, it piqued my interest. So we'll, uh, we'll discuss. Yes, but you're bored to tears. So what kind of comment is that? Well, I can tell you're bored by all of the TikToks you send us. They're so good though. And nobody watches it. Linda says nobody watches them. We're all like, Oh, Mark's got nothing to do, and he thinks these are great. Look, these TikToks, first of all, there's two categories that I can't get enough of. First of all, dogs for sure. Dogs doing anything, but the fucking cats. Oh, my God. I couldn't. They're just so stupid. The, one of my current favorites is, and, I, and I'm not going to post it or anything i'd like to nobody will watch it apparently is this german shepherd and they've got a kitten in the house and the kitten just not getting it 
the kitten will come up and smack that German shepherd in the face. And the German shepherd uh, will then go back to his business. Kitten comes back up and just attacks his head. Well, he's a kitten. It's fucking hysterical. And my favorite yesterday, and I didn't post this when I really wanted to, but I didn't. I didn't put it up in the in the in the chat thing. Um, they got two dogs sitting on the step of a pool. One's a puppy. the The other one is a grown boxer, and the boxer's ready to get in the pool. But his owner said, "No, Sydney, you wait until Thingamajig gets in." And so the lady is trying to coax the puppy, and he's kind of touching the water, and the boxer's watching. He's waiting. And he kind of touches the water again. Finally, the boxer just pushes him in. (laughs) (laughs) I can't get enough. I cannot get enough of those things. And Linda's right. I post them thinking they're going to love this. And then Linda says, we all saw these years ago. Most of them are very old. Well, I am new to the TikTok world. Mm -hmm. Um, My apologies. I was on a Zoom call with a bunch of radio people. And I used, we started telling stories. Radio stories. Oh, so you ran your voice out? I did. I did because, I mean, they were just, it was just, look, when radio people get together, I don't know if it's radio or if it's, you know, every business has stories, but I don't think they're like radio stories. And radio dogs, you like to get together and compare and and to see which ones are the dumbest. And there's some hysterical shit that goes on. So we started telling those stories. My apologies. My bad. Now. Uh, what was supposed to be told to me this project that I'm doing down on the uh, by the lake, uh, doing that work it was supposed to be two weeks. Um, it's been we're inside two months with this thing. Here's the yes, pro- but it's gorgeous. It, it's gorgeous. It, no, it, it, it's you know I expected a lot because you can imagine with a bulldozer and rocks the size of small cars. Um, it ain't cheap. Barge comes two, three times a week. Um, so, you know, and I expected a, a lot. It is better than I thought it would be. Um, and I'm going to miss it because there's minor work. The, the little bitty bits are being done now. The, the major work is done. I think tomorrow they're going to start tying up loose ends and maybe done. And I'm going to miss it. I go down there. I chat with them. You know, get a giggle, look at the work, play with them. Uh, oh, you're going to miss doing your stand-up. What kind of comment is that? Look, they like me. Mm-hmm. First of all, I go get them lunch once a week. I go get them whatever they want. And they're going to miss that. And Julio, who drives the bulldozer, he scooped up two trees in the bulldozer. He scooped them up. And he's going to take them down to the trash pile where they're going to, the barge is going to pick up all the trash. He hovers those trees over me where I'm standing and shook them so that all the crap would fall on me. And oh then I goodness. yelled at him, you did that on purpose. And he just giggled. Mm. Going to miss it. Going to miss it. Love watching construction, um, especially this because it's, you know, my property and it's improving and it's great. And I'm going to miss it. And, and then I really am going to be in trouble. Don't know what I'm going to do. There's well, just luckily, so, it won't be too long before you come to me. Well, I've got to um, fly 
you know, about I'm about had it with the flying, be you know because you know the process. It's the sitting in the airport because you got to go through security. Then you oh got to get to the airport in plenty of oh time. Oh my God! Oh, why are you ranting about this now? I I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And then you get on the plane, and I've flown so much. I told you guys, I've flown so much. We're supposed to take off. It's time to take off. It's past time to take off. They haven't closed the door to the plane yet. And and I'm watching it because we're tardy. And there's still activity. And they haven't shut the door. About that time, the mechanics come on. Now, see, now you know. That is the amber light flashing when the mechanics come on. Then the mechanics leave. They were gone 15 minutes. Obviously, the door to the plane is still open. When it was a signal that we are now at a flashing red light, the mechanics came back to talk to the pilot. Usually, the mechanics come on. The pilot tells them the issue. The mechanics go fix it, and they leave. you don't ever see them again. Then they shut the thing, and you're gone. When the mechanics came back, I told Linda, what did I just say? She doesn't remember. I said, we're about to deplane. And as soon as I finished saying it, the pilot comes on because the mechanic came on and said, we can't fix it. So the uh, pilot comes on. Folks, we're going to, we're just going to move you into the, uh, the airport area just for a minute. Um, we're not going to be able to use this plane today. Uh, we're going to find you another one. And I, th- at this point, you all know it hours hours they're not going to cancel that flight but it's going to be hours and soon as we got off the gate there was and this is just sheer luck there was a flight attendant saying we found another plane please go to gate 63 i couldn't believe it and we were off only an hour late yeah and the pilot made up for most of it but they won't cancel that flight for anything they will go to the very we didn't get into it in fact, I think it's in here, but um, there was a guy, the plane was delayed and everybody started bailing to go to other flights. One guy apparently had the time and he waited 19 hours to take the flight. He got on the plane. He was the only one. I read about that. It's hysterical. <laughs> and he and the flight attendants were taking pictures and have a good time. So anyway, um, the good news is uh, with the, the project coming to an end, it looks great. Here's what I'm on to now. This bulldozer, you know, being down there two months, it tore the grass up down there. There's not much grass, but there's some. So well, now knew it was going to do that. I was I, I, I did. It, it's a bulldozer and it's got those tracks and it, it turns and I, I knew it was going to tear it up. So now I'm dealing with landscaping, larger landscaping companies that do things like install grass, lighting, you know, all that shit. Um, I've dealt with two of them in the last few days. I'll be up, I'll be up front with you. They, neither one of them seem really in the mood to do it. Oh, they, wow. they, it's like they're so busy that I'm bothering them. That's oh. the attitude I'm kind of getting. Well, then you haven't found the right one yet. <sighs> I just want this done now. The fun part's over. I don't, I don't think I'm going to enjoy watching grass being put in. Not sure that's going to thrill me. 
Well, it won't be like, you know, the tractor or whatever that's called, but you will enjoy that too. Who knew that I would enjoy watching somebody shave rocks? Hey, look at it this way. Fresh meat for your stand-up. What kind of comment is that? And now... Hey, Rocky, watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. Again? Nothing up my sleeve. Presto! Ah. Wrong hat. I take a seven and a half. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. And now, with comments, she keeps up with them. Here's Skeeter. You know, we went right to comments, but we, we haven't talked about anything. We didn't talk about the tropical storm that hit. And in the middle of the tropical storm, we had a fucking earthquake. And well, you know, I was being that I wasn't there. Like, I wouldn't be that freaked out, but I wasn't there. And so I was tracking the thing and they had, you know, on the weather, they've got that path, that red path. And it shows where they think the hurricane was going to go. And I was feeling pretty good because Linda was just on the outside of it. Yeah. And and so. But you still you still work because if I'm there, then I'll do all this stuff. But I told her because I said, look, if this hurricane comes right over you the wind on that thing is going to pick up a chair throw it into a window then you got your whole nother problem you were lucky i mean you I were mean, it, right if it had just gone just a little bit more to the left yep when it hit land all of los angeles would have been fucked we would have gotten everything that palm springs and vegas got and L.A. ain't set up for that shit. And, uh, well, evidently, neither is Vegas or Palm Springs. Well, I heard Palm Springs was really bad. Yeah. I, I know Vegas was under lockdown. I mean, they... Yep. They, they're, they're, they were full of water, too, so... But see, that, know, that was what I was... Go ahead. Go ahead. That was what I was worried about, was, you know, because obviously the news is going to take that, that fear tactic and scare you. And I, I was going to buy into it. I've seen... Squalls. That's what Linda taught me. They're called squalls. All of a sudden, it's calm, and then immediately there's major gusts, torrential downpour, and you have no idea how long it's going to go. As I said, if I were there, I would be the one to deal with it. I wasn't there, and uh, but but it was fine. You survived it. Yeah. But as you sat there waiting for it, there was an earthquake. It, well, yeah, it's raining heavy outside. The wind's blowing. And things begin to rattle. And I'm like, are we really having an earthquake in the middle of a tropical storm? <laughs> and the answer was yes. <laughs> and I had forgotten what that felt like. That's a fine day of Mother Nature right there, girl. Yeah. Yeah. Time for comments. So, yeah. Okay. We're going to do comments now. Um, at Mark's advanced age, is anyone really surprised that he couldn't get his pole to stay up? Now I have a mental picture of him beating on it with a hammer. I'm scarred for life. <laughs> oh, the, is he talking about the flagpole? Your old pole, yeah. <laughs> well, I videotaped it. Your old pole. They took down the old one, tore it down with the bulldozer, taped it. Oh, yeah, you sent that to us. Oh, you watched um, it? You, yeah, I, wa I watch all of the um, uh, construction videos. Just don't watch my TikToks. No, just don't watch those. Put the music back on. It is. Oh, I can't hear it. It's oh. under you. Yeah, it's good. Turn it up. Linda, if I turn it up, nobody can hear you. 
All right, I'll turn it up for you. Okay, it is there. For a minute there, I thought I wasn't hearing the, getting the music. Turn I've it had up. That problem before. <laughs> uh, Drew says, "Hey, Mark and Linda, a few episodes back, you recommended quarterback." Love it and watching it with my 15-year-old daughter. Mm. She's a soccer player and this is really and is really absorbing what it takes to play at a higher level. Thanks. The reason for the comment is you also recommended a documentary for Oscar Dale Os, Oscar De La Hoya. Can't remember the name and can't find it. Are you able to help? You know what, Drew? If only there was a device mm. that we could pick up mm. and ask where can I watch the Oscar De La Hoya documentary? See, I learned firsthand when I released a book how challenged some of these people are. Okay, well, anyway, it's called Golden Boy, and it's on Max. It is an excellent... I mean, just when you thought you'd seen everything, I mean, there's more to see. This Oscar De La Hoya... You're going to learn more than you want to know. Yeah, this Oscar De La Hoya is quite good. If you like documentaries... This is a must-see. Um, so far, the documentary I've liked the best is the one with um, Steph Curry on Apple TV. I'm in the middle still of watching it. Yes, I'm enjoying it quite well because, as you said, he when he went to college, he went to Davidson College, which is five miles from where I'm sitting. I think and it's, it's more like 10. It's interesting to see that on TV. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, Kathy Beck says, the flagpole story was so hilarious. It reminded me of the RV story. I hope your front lawn was okay after driving on it. <laughs> Linda, I'm with you. 20 feet would have been fine. Since the podcast is done on different days, is this day in history always based on Friday or the actual streaming day? Um, I can answer that easily. It is basically the week. Whenever I give you on this day in history, I'm giving you the, th it's, it's not just one day. It is, a, it is the week prior. So okay. anything that happened on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it could be in on this day in history. There, boom. Yeah. John says, maybe the gel from the air conditioner would keep the paper shredder lubricated. Oh. <laughs> the paper shredder. <laughs> Well, I got to tell you, the uh, so they're putting in a fire pit down on the beach. They, they built it literally yesterday. It took only one day. And uh, so Julio comes to me and says, you're going to need a gas guy because we can't touch it. So the gas guy comes. Couldn't have been nicer. Couldn't have been better. Our electrician recommended him. He showed up and uh, he said, I do gas now. I used to do air conditioners. And I told him, I said, remind me to tell you my air conditioner story. And he said, I can't wait to hear it. He said, look, I'm real good at it. So if you ever need it, let me know. I'll take care of it for you. Boom. Got us a great air conditioner. But I will say, the guys we brought in, what's it been, a week? No water. Yeah. No water. It's, it's functioning perfect. Not even a drop. Nothing. Good. Okay. Well, we got a couple of comments about this. So John says... The goo you describe in your air conditioner is most likely a slime mold. Mm. Run, it's like the blob, it'll get you. No, he's just kidding. It is not an uncommon occurrence in HVAC systems. I don't know why this would be a mystery to your contractor. Yeah, both of them said never seen it. Never it easily, seen it. Yeah, it is easily dealt with by professionals 
depending upon the extent of the blockage on the coils and the pan. Your condensate, your condensation, condensation, your condensation pan is filling because the drain line from it is blocked with the micro, micro bite. Okay, I just cannot read this fucking comment. <laughs> it, it's funny to listen to it. Well, see, now it's stuck in my head that I can't read and I, I'm not being able to read or talk. You're fine. Just fuck them up. I did it. Okay. Make sure they clean the drain line completely. Mm. It is just mold. It's happy when it's wet and cool. It won't throw off spores unless you take that water away and it feels threatened, but they will kill, clean, and remove while it is still wet. It was probably call, caused by a block on the wow. drain line to begin. Okay. I'm done with this comment. <laughs> I don't think it's going to stop there. It's not. Uh, okay, this was uh, this one made me laugh. David said, in my opinion, and because of my Jewish extraction, my go-to sandwich is smoked salmon, mm. onion, butter, maybe cream cheese. Yeah, I got and you. If that sandwich is in that scenario that you know you made up in your head, I'm out because I'd be gagging. Well, I mean, just from the smell of the onions. Yeah, it's just it's intense. It it is a, a, a food enjoyed by those of the Jewish faith. I'm not. Uh, Jewish and I hate fish. Um, however, I put this in the uh, the chat for the family to look at. I had a late dinner last night. Check it. I had a toasted mm. bagel cut in half, a toasted bagel, extra crunchy peanut butter with uh, strawberry jelly on top, and scoopable Fritos. And this was at ten o'clock at night. It was fantastic. I mean, I uh. expected quite a bit, and it was better than I thought it could be. I am going to have such a hard time de-bachelorizing you. Oh, my God. It, I I don't think... I mean, you're eating fucking crap dinner at 1030 at night. I defend. I waited too late for breakfast, as I did today. Um, and then I just wasn't hungry, like, at all. But I got hungry about 10 last night, and I ate. Mm. And it was killer. Just Killer. In fact, I'm jonesing for it. I may have to have it again. I got a Jersey Mike's waiting for me in the fridge. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, HF says, okay, I have to ask, why do you keep an empty laundry detergent bottle behind the full one in the cabinet? It wasn't empty. Okay. I usually don't. It's just that when I'm too lazy to take it to the recycle bin, I'll just wait until I want to take it and then I do it. It was full up. Okay, good. Um, by the way, saw your saga of the tiny sink on on the TikTok, mm. wow my mobile home has a bar sink and it is actually bigger than your <laughs> tiny sink so sorry uh, i understand your frustration yeah it's our own i don't even think about that sink until like that comment that i'm like fuck i got that fucking sink yeah as soon as you, it's, it's sitting here waiting for you mm. i i and use I, it i still use it for what? Washing your hands? You Rinsing out a coffee cup. I mean, I don't avoid it. You avoid I, it. I don't even look at it. I know you don't. Yeah. Um, and Mark says, OMG, you played the audio of the pick from Amy yelling out of the pool. <laughs> I laughed out loud so hard and I kept rewinding it and still laughed. <laughs> that is absolute gold. Out of the pool! <laughs> and that's comments. All right. Well, I'll look it up later when I got some time. All right. There's that. What do Look you say? What up? What were you going to look up? 
the picture with Amy yelling the thing. So I'm playing. Oh, no. get it. Well, I, it takes a lot of time. I'll get it during this and then I'll play it. Okay, great. And now. History. 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 That happened and we all let it happen. It was at some point this week, back in 1980, Journey released the album Departure. Uh, Journey guitarist Neil Sean says the most significant thing you need to know about any way you want it is who they were out on tour with at the time, and he and Steve Perry wrote it. I was inspired by Thin Lizzy. He's got sort of a chunky rhythm guitar thing, and I was listening to these guys every night, so it just rubbed off on me. I mean, there's not much to the song. I mean, it's the same three chords through the whole song. It's sort of like you chunk on it for a while, and the verses, and then let it loose in the choruses. And I felt like I was Peter Townsend for a second. And then you get to rip a little solo, and it was a real simple message. It's just a good, fun time song. It was on this day, 1973, Where Were You? The Doobie Brothers were busy releasing China Grove, which hit number four. On this day, 1979, the Charlie Daniels Band releases an absolute piece of genius. The Devil Went Down to Georgia. Certified gold. The Devil Went Down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man sewing on a fiddle and playing it hot, and the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, Boy, let me tell you what. I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a fiddle player too. And if you'd care to take a dare, I'll make a bet with you. Now you played pretty good fiddle, boy, but give the devil his due. I bet a fiddle of gold against your soul, because I think I'm better than you. The boy said, my name's Johnny, and it might be a sin. But I'll take your bet, you're going to regret, because I'm the best as ever been. Johnny, you're awesome, up your bow and play your fiddle hard. Cause hell's broke loose in Georgia, and the devil deals the cards. And if you win, you get this 
devil gets your soul. It was this week, 1965, the Rolling Stones hit first number one out of their history. Satisfaction. This week, 1959, Hawaii officially becomes the 50th state in the United States. And boy, I got to tell you, Maui is, they're, they're just a mess. This mm. lack of sirens that didn't go off, they held back water. Now, they've got a bunch of corporations in there trying to grab land cheap. They're just there. And mm. I think I read today there is a thousand people unaccounted for yep it's just that it's horrific so yep we're thinking about you man it was on this day 1981 what were you doing foreigner was busy releasing number one urgent it stayed there listen to this it stayed at number one for 10 weeks. That's almost unheard of. Most, almost. seen them in a while uh, but I, I I will tell you that uh, foreigner has a lot of young members which means musically they're strong Kelly Hansen who uh, is the lead singer uh, for foreigner now they do a good show you know sometimes you go see the older acts and do you know who I heard is awful is guns oh. and roses really? yeah I heard actually I mean I saw YouTube Axel Rose his voice is just not there. And guess who went, of all people, who went to Guns N' Roses and told me how awful it was? Mikey. Norm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. 
Norm, I can't get him to cross the street to come over and visit. He fucking goes to see guns and I would have ne- I would have I would have bet millions that Norm Avery would never go to any concert. He goes to Guns N' Roses. And he's at Was it he all. doing some kind of engineering there or something? I, I think, here's what I think. You know, every year, Norm's got that business and he goes to Vegas for that uh, show, that thing. Yeah. I think he went to see him in Vegas. Ah. That, 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 <laughs> yeah, that would That's make That's still sense. just funny to me. All right, get this. It was on this day. I love this. It was on this day, 1968. The Beatles went into the studio and cut the song back in the USSR. Paul McCartney was playing drums on this song because Ringo quit the band. Mm. He came back a week later. But this is Paul on drums. It was on this day back in 1969. Honky Talk Women by the Rolling Stones hits number one on Billboard. Spent four weeks at the top. was also on this day 1966 the beatles second shea stadium concert fails to repeat the excitement of their first one a year earlier the crowd of 44,000 is 11,000 shy of a sellout john lennon recall quote you could never hear what we were doing it would just become sort of a happening like shea stadium was a happening that first time you couldn't hear any of our music at all. It got boring, and that's why we stopped it. It was on this day back in 1978, The Who released the song, Who Are You? It peaked at number 14 on Billboard, their third highest charting single in the U.S., behind I Can See For Miles and See Me, Feel Me. Here, Roger Daltrey recalls the two sides. It was fun to make. We had terrible trouble with Keith. It was in his last days and he was drinking very heavily. But nevertheless, on the bits he does play on, he's brilliant. So Linda was talking about this. So when everybody came for the 4th of July, uh, my favorite thing, because Ludo, which is Amy and Bradley's dog, he is a miniature golden doodle and he's 50 pounds. When you buy that miniature, you never know. It could or couldn't. Like Walker is a mini and he's 19, 18 pounds. But he's bigger than we thought he was going to be. He is. Ludo's massive. And so the problem with Ludo is he loves the pool. He was in it constantly all day every day 
So they would let him play. But then when Amy would get, would get him out of the pool and, you know, drying a poodle-ish type of a dog coat, it's uh, hard to get it dry before the dog comes in the house. And after Amy would dry him every fucking day, she would take her eyes off it because she has a kid. And Ludo, <laughs> Ludo would slide back in the pool, which meant she has to dry him again. And it was my favorite thing of all time, Amy yelling at Ludo to get out of the pool. So now I found it. Let me share this with you yet again. Here we go. It was every day, all day. You know what? I'm going to have to record that. All right. We have three. Can you do that? Of course. Okay. Oh, no. That, that, that's a must have. Who the fuck are you talking to? Well, Can I mean, what do you do? Do you just hold it up to the microphone and hit record? I don't need to tell you my inside workings. But is that how you do it? I don't need to express my inside work. I, what am I? The RG. Correct. And the RG would never stoop to holding it up to the microphone and recording it. There's a professional way of doing that. Then how do you do it? I don't know. <laughs> I hold it up to the mic and record it. And I have one thing, only one thing that I want to say about that. Shit, it would have really been good if it had gone. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, I have three. Very doable, I think. I think very strong. I think you have a shot at two for three. Mm, we'll see. Last week I went two for three. I, I'm, I'm not feeling all that great. Song. Do you feel bad? No, I don't feel bad. I just, okay. I don't feel confident. All right, here we go. Song, said year. I just want to use your love tonight. I don't want to lose your love tonight. Movie. Journey I don't know who that is. Content of the atmosphere. I believe we have arrived at the latter half of the 20th century. San Francisco. Our own world is waiting for us to save it. Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home. And headlines. Radio transmissions from space shuttle salvage crews off the coast of Florida indicate the remains of the last of the seven Challenger astronauts may now have been located and recovered. The song you heard was The Outfield. You saw The Outfield open up for the Little River Band. I did? Well, I did. I'm pretty I've sure. Never seen, Greek I've theme. never seen the Little River Band. All right. Well, I did. Oh. I saw the outfield. I thought they opened for Little River Band, but I saw the outfield. Did you? You weren't there? It could have been one of those where I had to introduce somebody and I was there alone. Oh, now you're backtracking? I'm not backtracking shit. I saw the outfield. You either did or you didn't. I know I did. I ain't I, making... I've, never, I've never seen um, the other band, Little River Band. Mm -hmm. I've never seen them. I think that maybe you saw outfield with something else that we saw so you did see the outfield i do not remember okay then what are you talking about you don't even do know they what you're well all i know is that i've never seen the little river band well i think maybe i didn't either but we I were did. supposed to see the little river band 
Um, but then 9-11 hit. Yes, that I remember. We didn't go anywhere after that. Oh, so. you know what? It, you know what it is? The outfield opened for Mike and the Mechanics. Oh, okay. Did you see that show? No. You don't even know what you saw. <laughs> I saw the outfield. That part I know. And I saw Mike and the Mechanics. That you part probably, I know. You probably took Matthew to Mike and the Mechanics. I would like for you to take a fucking guess on the fucking oh, game. the outfield. What year did you say that was? I didn't say. <laughs> Trying to get me um, all discombobulated. Mike and the Mechanics, huh? Oh, Would you take a fucking guess? All right, 19... 1987. Mm. It is 1986. I just want to use your love tonight. I don't want to lose your love. Song said year. Movie. Say hello to Richard Dreyfus. The only practical solution is that we share the apartment. Say hello to Quinn Cummings. Reminds me of a dog that nobody wants. Say hello to the goodbye girl. And headlines. Elvis Presley was buried today amid scenes that reflected the birth of his gaudy career 21 years ago. Fans sobbed and wept. Wow, gaudy. Holy crap. Pretty uppity, buddy. It was, I agree. But, I mean, hell, the guy died. Calm down. Jesus. All right. 19, now I'm kind of like um, freaking out that I don't remember the year that Elvis died. Because I thought I was going to say 76, and now I'm thinking that Elvis died in 77. And I know that all y'all are just screaming at me. I don't think people are. I know it, clearly. So I'm going to go with... You call your... yourself an Elvis fan. Well, I was going with 76 until you threw in the Elvis death. So I'm going to do 1977. <laughs> Till I threw it in. It is 1970. All right. You're one for two. I think you have a legitimate shot at this one. Hey, I'm S good. I got one right, so I'm good. Song said year. movie two young children are cast adrift fortune washes them ashore on a fertile isle and they are left utterly alone the blue lagoon and headlines ronald reagan will become the next president of the united states most people celebrating out there in california can celebrate on a double count he's the first resident of california ever to win a first term as president of the united states god news guys were awful back then all right what god year is it, it. I hate these president thingies. Because of what Cody told you. Forget what Cody told you. Just take a guess at what year you think it is. You're one for two. You got the one you said. What's the song again? You shook me all night long. Okay, ACDC. 
You got so you that want to say it's, it's either 80 or 81. Which one do you think? Be great if we could do it today. All right. Then I'll say 19, fuck, 1980. It is 19... 80. You feeling strong? I am. Two for three, girl. That'll help you sleep good. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. Don't get cocky about it. Because you, I mean, you went two for three, but you were dicey in there. I didn't feel it for you. All right. Go do us cool stories in music. And um, I've known of this guy for a long time. Looking it up, you learn a couple of things I thought was pretty cool. And this was recommended by a listener. Uh, I don't know his name. I didn't bother to write it down, nor will I ever. He's just a listener. He wrote this in and said, take a look at the career of Dan Hartman. So I have. Now, Dan Hartman is a name that you know, but you may not know exactly what it was that he did. He began his career, luckily, doing nightclubs, and he was able to get a record deal. So the record deal didn't necessarily come with an album. They said, cut a song. We'll see how it does. So he made the one record they mentioned, and they released it to radio. Nothing. But then there was a surge of buzz about the song because radio wasn't touching it, but Studio 54 was. Studio 54, those of you that don't know, was a dance club discotheque in New York, the hottest place to be. Not only was it played, it was their number one most requested tune. That's what began because Studio 54's buzz forced radio to play it and it hit the top 10. Ten, nine, eight, seven, I mean, you can hear this in Studio 54. I was a regular there. Dan Hartman's first top 10 song, Instant Replay.
So Dan Hartman has him a top 10 hit. Plus, he's a regular at Studio 54. They demanded it. So, Dan Hartman uh, was always a writer. In fact, he claimed that he was a writer first, singer second. But now... At this point, he started getting involved in producing, not only himself, but other artists. And he was paying the bills with that. Then he was contacted by the folks that were making the movie Streets of Fire. I have no idea what the fuck that is. They said, we want you to do a song for the movie. Dan did. He wrote it. He produced it. And he sang it. And it hit number one. This is I Can Dream About You. You know this one? Yeah. people heard the song than saw the movie. So, Dan Hartman, uh, I kind of pulled a little trick on you because all of this, these two songs that I played, Instant Replay and I Can Dream About You, were later in his career. Everybody already knew who he was and what he was because the very first thing he did was his biggest contribution to his career and the world of music. When he was first starting out, he scrapped together enough money to record a 13-song demo. Problem was, he couldn't get anybody to listen to it. So he had befriended a radio disc jockey named Ronnie Schaefer. He went to Schaefer, and he said, I want you to listen to this. By the way, this is up in Pennsylvania. It's where Dan's from. He listened to it, and he liked it. He gave him honest criticism. Hartman made some adjustments. And then Ronnie Schaefer, the disc jockey, 
presented that to his friend, Steve Paul, who was the president of Blue Sky Records. Uh, Steve Paul introduced Dan Hartman to Edgar Winter. Winter Mm. liked the tape. Dan joined Edgar Winter. He wrote, produced, and sang lead vocals on... exactly when it was but the producers of mighty morphin power rangers movie approached dan and they said would you consider redoing free ride for our movie he agreed and he made it a little more fun here it is No! 
think I saw the movie. Did you? I did not. I've never heard that version before. All right. So there's a pretty good look at the life and career of Dan Hartman, but there's more. I'm willing to bet you didn't know. Later in his career, 1985, Dan Hartman was approached to write a song for the movie Rocky IV. He wrote, he produced a song that hit number four. He wrote and produced the song for Brother James Brown. sad that I report this last piece because obviously this would have been a career killer in the 70s and possibly the 80s. Dan Hartman was never married. He never had kids. He was a closeted gay man. He was was diagnosed with HIV in the late 80s. He wanted to keep his HIV status secret so he did not seek treatment. He passed away at the age of 43. It's not a great song, but God, it's fun to listen to. But you can tell. You yeah, can yeah, tell yeah. it's him. Yeah. Dan was a bit of a pop guy, and I liked it. I like yeah. I, I like pop. I explained yeah. to you people, pop is the number one, by far, number one music format in the world. So he was responsible for many, and I'll give you a little, at the end of the show, I'll share a little, a little tidbit with Dan. Not a major thing, but you'll enjoy it. He was, he was the real guy. He was a musician. He loved it. That's what he did. He was writing. He was producing. He was singing. He was doing all kinds of stuff, and he made a good living. And I hated to hear that that's the way it is. But sadly, that was the situation back in the... You didn't dare if you're in the entertainment. It's just so sad. It's just so sad you couldn't live your true life. And and you know what? It's still like that today. No question. No question. Ridiculous. Just utterly ridiculous. But... um. 
All right. Let's get into the Britney Spears deal. Now, say what you said. Now, by the way, Britney Spears and her husband, uh, Sam, Sam, are divorcing. Now, what did you say? I just said I feel sorry for her, and there was a prenup, and he has to do what the prenup says. All right. Here's the latest I've got, and this, is, this has been ongoing. Um, sources tell TMZ that Brittany got physical with Sam during their seven-year relationship. Several times, security had to step in. They say that in one incident, insiders claim, and it's insiders. Insiders. So you got to mm-hmm. go. I mean, that's, that's gospel right oh, there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What are yeah. you? I'm an insider. Oh, yeah. what do you know? Insiders claim that Sam was sleeping in his bed when Brittany flew off the handle and began punching him. We're told Sam did not strike back, but was stunned as his wife pummeled him. Earlier that year, right around the time, Sam was photographed with a black eye and bite marks on his forearm. Sam has also allegedly accused Brittany of cheating on him. U.S. reports, U.S. Weekly reports, that the once happy couple signed an airtight agreement before tying the knot April 22. It calls for Sam to receive $1 million per every two years of the marriage with a max payout of $10 million after 15 years. Multiple tabloid reports say that Sam is, quote, attempting to negotiate concessions beyond his prenup and threatening to go public with unseen dirt on Brittany if he doesn't get his way. Also, it is said that Britney Spears cheated and there's video of it or so says her estranged husband, Sam. Sources, now that's not insiders. <laughs> that, the, okay, so these, the insiders are the people on the inside. They're the in sources, the fucking, no, the insiders. The sources are on the outside. Insiders are in the bedroom. That's what I'm saying. With them, security. Yeah. The, these are sources now. They, who are outside. Outside roaming the neighborhood. Right. Sources tell us, and TMZ, that Sam believes that Brittany hooked up with a staff member at her house. Sam claims that Brittany also asked another staffer to shoot video of her naked. The insider says Brittany... Now it's an insider. We're back to an insider. Insider. This is in the room. Okay. Insiders say that Brittany is in a fragile and hypersexualized state. And that it's contributed to her dangerous decision making. <laughs> um, now, uh, I, I was having fun with all that. <clears throat> um, I am uh, Linda, and I disagree here. Oh God! Okay, go ahead, say it for the fiftieth million time again. There's no need for your negative uh, take on what I'm going to say. You and I disagree. Mm-hmm. I believed and still do that Brittany's father was there to protect her. And I think that Brittany is not together. 
Look, she was taken on a 5150, and her father wasn't there then. By the way, a 5150 is when you are taken in against your will from fear that you were going to harm yourself. This is when she shaved her head, beat the shit out of somebody's car. You know, they took her in. And these, these videos that she makes where she's dancing, twirling, spinning with a crazed look in her eye, I just don't, I just don't think it's good. And then she threw a party uh, to celebrate the divorce and the footage that I saw, which was, I don't know if it was from insiders or sources, but it looked to me that Brittany was mostly busy shooting photographs or having a photographer take them that made it look like she was having a great time, but it was mostly about taking the pictures. I just don't think it's stable. And I told Linda when she, because Linda texted me that they were divorcing. I said, then I feel bad for her. Yeah. Because I I don't know what's going on. I wish the best for her. But guys, I got to tell you, to be Britney Spears and to be that big, I mean, she was huge. And it it can mess with you, I'm sure. Um, So... I do feel bad, and I I hope it comes out great. I want it to. I don't hate Britney Spears at all. No, I cheer for her. I want it to be good. Most of us do cheer for her. And I really don't believe that Britney's father was stealing money from her. I think he was paid. Oh, you do? I I think they were all taking money from her. I I don't think her father was. I, I think that Britney has been taken advantage of. There's no question. Because I don't know that she's got much knowledge about money. Fuck, I don't. Um, but but I, I do feel bad. I don't. I, I want nothing but good for her. I would like to see her come through this, get back on tour, make a boatload of money, have a great time, do the thing. So I cheer. Now this is a. I'd li- like to meet one of those inside outside sources. Well, I've got one right here. Hang on, sir. Could you step over here? Oh, uh, yes, ma'am. What's your name? Hello. Um. Well, we were just wondering what you saw in the bedroom. Wait a minute. Are you an inside or or? Oh, an I'm outside? an insider. No sources. I don't even let them in. Uh, I'm an insider. I was in there and I saw it. Brittany flew in through the air. She flew through the air. Um. I couldn't tell at first if she jumped or if she was actually fine, but I saw her and she dove on Sam and started beating the shit out of him. Uh, and and then and then she bit him, bit him right on the arm. Now the problem is I wasn't watching exactly. I didn't actually see her biting him or hitting him because I was watching her as she was naked at the time when she was flying through the air. So I was busy looking at that ass. But when the press came around, asked me what I saw, I said what everybody else said. I said, you know, she beat on him and 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 uh, scratched him and bit him. But boy, what an ass on that gal. She can dance all she wants to. So again, remember, I'm an insider, not a source. When I say it, it happened, and I just said it. Anything mm-hmm. else from you? No, that's it. Thank thanks. you. So thanks a lot. <clears throat> that wasn't me. That was really a, a an insider. Right. All right. Now, this one's a little scary. I'll be honest with you. Um, when you're a celebrity, you have to worry with stalkers, and stalkers, it, it can get violent. And it does. No question. And that's why this is scary. Violent and deadly. 
Drew Barrymore had a frightening encounter with a fan during a public appearance in New York City. The star was interviewing singer-songwriter Renee Rapp when an alleged stalker rushed the stage. As seen in footage published by TMZ, the man shouted Drew's name from the audience and then began to walk toward her, saying, quote, I'm Chad Michael Busto. You know who I am. I need to see you at some point while I'm here in New York. Renee then stood and put her arm around Drew. They left the stage as security stopped the man. Barry Moore and Rapp returned to the stage minutes later. Drew said, well, I have a new definition for, uh, uh, of your sexiness. It's that level of protectiveness that went full bodyguard. You were my Kevin Costner. This man has been stalking her. And he showed I saw, up. I saw the footage of it. And? Was and he, it, it's, she's sitting on the stage and he comes out of the uh, audience and he gets right to the stage. And then who, whoever the security was grabbed him and they took him off. He never got on the stage, but he's screaming at her, his name, and he needs to see her. And It's very scary. It's honestly very scary. We've all heard it. People have lost their lives to these. And some of the threats that come, they're just frightening when you hear it. So this should be taken extremely seriously. Uh, and and Drew seems to be doing okay with her talk show. It's not my cup of tea. I like Kelly Clarkson, but Drew seems to be doing nicely yeah. with it. Yeah, she's doing great. And God knows she's working hard. Uh, she was on the Mark and Brian show. Uh, this was back when I smoked. Uh, she and I stepped out the back door and had a smoke together. Oh, she smoked. Yeah. And she was wearing, um, this was, I'm not sure if they're hip now, but she was wearing boots that were kind of military black. The The top of the boot came almost to her knee. Mm. She was wearing that. Didn't look all that good to me. The boots, the boots. She looked fine. The boots, the boots. All right, this uh, this uh, cracked me up. Frisky and the flowers is what this is headed with. The owners mm-hmm. of a, have you heard this? Yeah. The owners of a sunflower field in England have had to ask visitors to stop taking their clothes off and taking photographs of themselves inside the flowers. The sunflowers. People are complaining because there's naked people. You know, they take off their clothes and they climb in the sunflower field. And t- what, Why do you want a picture of yourself in sunflowers? I don't know. And sunflowers are prickly and the plant is prickly. I don't, I don't know why these people would even do that. But, you know, if that's your thing. Well, Linda, wait a minute. You're sitting there talking about how prickly. That's not the, would you ever, okay, let, let's just say the sunflowers are not prickly. So I have to assume that means you're going to be getting butt fucking naked, climbing in there with them flowers and getting your picture taken. Not me. Yeah, you see the prickly part, but that's what you heard. The the, the prickly uh, sunflowers rubbing up. But that's what I don't understand. Why, why would anybody want to take off their clothes and have that shit touching them? Well, I don't think it's the touching part that bothers them. The part they like is that it's sunflowers. And they're going to, and I'm assuming they positioned it to where the sunflowers were covering up certain parts. Oh, uh, that I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. There are times when you have to giggle at people, and this I love. I don't think this is a first, or they would have said it. This is 
Limestone, Tennessee. I've been to a lot of spots in Tennessee. Never been to Limestone. A baby giraffe was born at the Bright's Zoo. It has no spots. Did you see the picture of it? I did. Yeah. Solid brown, no spots. It looks like a horse with a long neck. Now, again, it didn't say this is the first time. And I wonder, you know how Walker used to be like almost like dark burgundy red brown? Yeah. And now he's kind of lightened. So do you think he's the, white? Yeah. Do you think the spots are going to show up? I have no idea. Well, right now, uh, the baby no spot giraffe is doing very well, cared for by her mother. She's already six feet tall, but what she still needs is a name. Mm. Zoo officials have narrowed it down to four names. Spot. Uh, it says you can vote for your favorite on Facebook. Here's the four. Kipiki. Hmm. Ferrali, which means unusual or extraordinary. Shakira, which means she is most beautiful. Or Jamela, one of great beauty. I think they name it Charles. Bob, no, Steve. I think she's a female. Susan, I like that. Uh, now, did you hear about this Tory Spelling thing? No. All right, this is, this is, I don't know. Now, we saw Tory Spelling. That was Tory Spelling we saw in Hawaii? Yeah, in Hawaii. Uh, her husband and the kids, and they were having a nice time, and hanging out they were in the were we in a gift gift, gift shop yeah. yeah they were looking around for stuff um tory spelling has been released from a los angeles so it just seems odd to me so listen see what you think tory spelling has been released from a los angeles hospital after a four-day stay the 50-year-old actress was seen with bruising on her face and arms as she was escorted to a black SUV in a wheelchair. According to sources, Tori appeared distraught and unsteady as she needed assistance getting up from the wheelchair. There's those sources. She hasn't revealed what is ailing her. Tori and her five kids have been living in an RV. And that was the part that was odd to me. Living in an RV after spending a few weeks living in a hundred night a hundred dollar a night motel. Let me read that part again. Tori and her five kids have been living in an RV after spending a few weeks living in a $100 a night motel. The family had been out of their house because of a severe mold problem. First of all, where's the, where's the husband? I don't know. Why are they, only spending a hundred dollars a night in a motel. I don't know. Cause I don't know anything about them. I don't know what this is, but there's something about, there's nothing. Well, I mean, okay. I mean, maybe they don't, maybe they don't have any more money and they're having to use all the money to get all the mold out of their house. Cause you know, most people would like, 
maybe if they could afford it, rent a house while your house is being renovated, taken care of. But I think they fell into money problems. So I didn't know. I, about I don't that. know. And I don't know where the husband is. Dean, that's his name. I don't know where Dean is. Well, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know anything about mold other than if it's black mold, you have to vacate, get it fixed. I, I don't know. How could you get bruised with, you know, mold damage? Why is she in a wheelchair? Again, I don't know if she's been infected by the mold. I don't know. No, that I don't think that does that to you. I, I'm not, I'm, I don't know about black mold. I have, I don't know. I thought black mold more got like, got more into your lungs and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. Anyway, it's, it's a little troubling, that, that whole thing. Um, there is a reason morning people are so annoyingly cheerful. I wouldn't know anything about this. I'm not a morning person. I know it's odd to say that because I spent 35 years doing it. But I was always a night owl getting up at 3.30 in the morning. It went against everything that I know. Mm-hmm. And that sucked. I hated that. But I did it. And if you force yourself to down enough coffee, I was the life of the party at 6.01. Mm-hmm. Not six. You have to give me 60 seconds, then I just turn on. Anyway, there's a reason morning people are so annoyingly cheerful. They're actually happier. A study by the American Psychological Association found that early birds are happier and more successful than night owls. They also tend to be more proactive, get better grades, are better at anticipating and minimizing problems, and are at lower risk for depression. Are you a morning person? I am a morning person. What about that cheery part? I'm, I'm pretty cheery in the morning. You got that dog in your lap. Not right now, I don't. He's over in the chair sleeping. I hadn't seen that dog in two months. He's not going to know how to act when he finally does see you. I'm going to tell him. I'm going to beat the shit out of that dog. <laughs> I'm going to beat the fucking shit out of that stupid fucking dog. Kill him, stupid ass. Kiss on him, beat his ass, fucking kill him. <clears throat> Two months, good Lord. Uh, a dad has taken to TikTok with advice for other husbands. Now see if you agree here. And then I'll give you my take. His advice for other husbands. Stop asking your wife if there's anything you can do. Just do it. Whatever you clearly see needs to be done, do it. He says dad should look around the house, analyze the situation, and then just tackle the first thing that seems to be interfering with the peace of the household. His simple suggestions, quote, if there are dishes in the sink, do them. If the kids are being crazy, take them outside and run them around. If the floor needs to be swept, sweep it. If the dinner needs to be made, make it. Needless to say, he got many positive comments from... Women. Yep. Do you agree? I agree. <clears throat> I mean, don't wait to be asked or told. Do you see the shit? Do it. I have, I have reservations here. Because the fear for me 
If I see something, I have to assess the job. I have to assess if this is something important to you. Because if I do it and it's important to you, then you may not want me doing it. That's the reason that I don't do anything. (laughs) I think that's the safest way to go. Mm -hmm. So guys, I'm saying... If you see dishes in the in the in the sink, if the if the floor needs mopping, sweeping, dinner's not made, pop a beer, get on the couch. Don't do it. You're asking for trouble. Because it's important to her to do it all. I think it is. Mm-hmm. She's not going to say that, but I just think it's look. It's the safe way to go. Let me let, let me ask you this. You're walking down a sidewalk and you pass a tree and you hear this buzzing noise and you look up and there's a beehive with a thousand bees buzzing around it. Most of them are on the inside. Are you going to take your hand and slap that beehive? Right. That's why you don't do anything around the house. Why stir it up? Pop no, that beer. I, I might you. take that hand and slap your fucking face. I'll be honest with you. That came off a little negative. It did. It, 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 uh, it, uh, it, uh, it, it, it had uh, signs of violence in it. And that's why I'm going to pop a beer. No, I'm going to pop sparkling water, yeah. sit my ass on the couch and ask you to turn it on and put it on the channel. Cause I don't know how to work that remote. You got, <clears throat> let's see what story this, how we doing? Okay. We're close. Um, Speaking of watching TV, I watched Shrinking on um, Apple Plus. It, it it was so fucking good. Okay, now this is Will it Ferrell. Was, no, it's not Will Ferrell. It's with um, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford and the guy from How I Met Your Mother, Jason. Right. right. Jason something. Yep. Um. And I thought, well, I know. Let me just let me just watch the first few minutes of the first episode. I've watched the whole thing. It was great. It was ten episodes. It doesn't look like it's coming back. Um, I could be wrong. And if it didn't come back, I'm fine with how everything, you know, how it all ended. But it was a it was a great show to watch. I see it up there. Is it is it goofy comedy? Um, Because Harrison Ford doesn't do goofy comedy. No, it's not goofy comedy. I mean, they have real storylines. I mean, it's 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 written written very well. So it's some the the acting is good. So it's serious some of the time. Oh yes. All right. All right. uh, Wait, 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 wait. There ain't nobody. You know, there's there there's nobody getting kidnapped or you know stabbed to death or. Your kind of show. Are there any it's titties a, in it? Uh, no. No nudity. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. No, 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 I saw it. I, You know, maybe. Maybe I'll try it. I just thought it was going to be just goofy. But I should have known. Goofy. Yeah, it's Harrison it's, Ford. He's not going to do goofy. Yeah, no, it's not. All right. Now, let's see. I don't want to read this whole thing because it's a bunch. And now I don't know what I'm going to watch. I finished Scrubs, so now I'm into my uh, Dharma and Greg. 
Linda is is these days she she's got this game. What is the game? What what is it? The island you're on. Oh uh, oh yeah. What is it? What's it called? My, um shit, Mark. If you hadn't asked me, I could have told you. I can't think of what the fuck it is. Well, Animal Crossing. God damn it. Okay, it's this. It's pretty great. I mean, the graphics are pretty crazy. It's so old now. Yeah, but. You do things and you get rewards. How much money do you have in that thing? It's not money. What is it? Bills. I I have a lot of bills saved. I I have like 84 million bills. Well, like she, like on Halloween, there's scary stuff. Sometimes there's a storm. And in, in, in August, um, every Sunday's fireworks. So she plays that. The dog is in her lap. And she's watching one of two things game shows old sitcoms what game shows are you on right now what is your go-to game show i'm off of the game shows for now honey and i'm, I'm into monk <laughs> whoa monk anytime is a, monk is on yeah i've got it on the television well wait monk is streaming right you can stream it oh i don't know so it's on anytime I, i'm streaming uh Dharma and greg uh, I did Darwin Grove. Oh, somebody, uh, oh, I, I can't even pronounce that name, but starts with a T. Um, and the chat said that it's um, shrinking is produced by the same people that produce Ted Lasso. Ooh, Ted Lasso. Listen, let me say this. Ted Lasso, start to finish. It's two seasons, no more. Uh, it was three. <laughs> Fine. Three episodes. Let me tell you something. Three episodes. Okay, listen. Three seasons, start to finish. It was brilliant. Absolutely positive, upbeat. Wait, was it was it two episodes or three episodes? You mean Shit. seasons. Season. Now you got me saying that. I think it was two. It could have been three. Mm, I, I think it was three. It doesn't matter. It is great. Um um, Ted Lasso, who's the actor who does it? Jason. Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis. He was going to be, um, uh, Ted Lasso was, was written to be kind of cantankerous and annoying and self-absorbed. That was going to be who he was. And Jason saw and got taken over by the negativity, and these are his words, of Donald Trump. And he did not want to put that character the way it was written, annoying, into the world. He wanted positivity. And he literally changed the character trait of, of uh, Ted Lasso mm -hmm. because of that. It is, I'm telling you, the humor the storylines, the depth, the drama, it's all there. It is one of the greatest shows, top to bottom, I've ever seen. And I've seen a lot. Yeah. Not as much as Linda. You know, she's into Monk now. And, and but, but, but seriously, if you didn't see it, tell you what, watch one. Just do one. Do Monk? The, yeah. No. Ted Lasso. Monk is great. No, I love Monk. I do. It ain't no Ted Lasso. I'm telling you, if you had a block on it, do it. 
It's, it's just that good. And the last God, I swear, that last episode, I thought I was going to fucking die. Yeah. Because you get, it's one of those where, look, a lot of you don't realize this is happening, but the great shows, and you don't realize they're doing it, but the great shows are truly all about character development. And what that is, is how well you get to know as a viewer, how well you're allowed to get to know each character, their traits, how they act, what they wear, what they do. The great shows do that. And Ted Lasso did that in spades. God, I miss it. I swear to God. All right. Well, in the, the shrinking um, show, you get to know all the characters in that one. Okay. I'm going to have to try it. And if it's bad, I'm going to call you. Okay. You can do that. Because we're not in the same house, you know. I know. When we are in the same house, the first thing we're going to watch is Bear. Uh, Bear? Do you want to see Cocaine Bear? True story. Mm, I, no, nope, not Cocaine Bear. Bear. Yes, Chef. Yes, Chef. No, 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 no. I'm all about it. I'm yeah. way in. Um, and I read, I heard that the second season, they continue what they did, but they do it even better and that the guest stars are through the roof. Yeah. Can't you might want to see, see Cocaine Bear. I really don't. All right, I'll watch it. I really it. don't. I'm going to watch it. Um, okay, on 821, oh, which was mine and Mark's 41st anniversary. I didn't realize. 41 goddamn motherfucking years. I'm just sitting here patting myself on the back because I've put up with that shit for 41 years. Oh, you've put up with it. Yeah. I thought um, it was all right, like, on 821. I, I actually thought it was like 60 years. All right, it feels like 65. Feels like 60. 65. <laughs> uh, on 8:21, Raul turned 67. David turned 44. On 8:26, what is today's date? Today's the 23rd. Um, on 8:26, SoCal Steffi is turning 40. Ben Watterson is turning 70. Wait, SoCal Steffi? Mm, Stephanie. SoCal Steffi. Okay, I'm going to be North Carolina Mark. Okay. Or dickhead, Mark. What's the, what the, I mean, what is the thing? Um, on 827, Ronald Scott's turning 52. Fuck Ronald. Uh, good luck with the Panthers this uh, year, Ronald. I'm not uh, sure. Well, we'll Ronald see. About any of we'll, that. we'll see. You cannot look mm-hmm. at any preseason. The Panthers have one more game. They haven't, well, the, the first preseason game, they didn't even score a point. But again, these are the fours and the three. You, you can't judge. I'm okay. a little worried about it. Not too worried. I mean, I don't care. Yeah, uh, yeah, you do. On eight twenty-eight, Dana P is turning fifty, and on eight twenty-nine, Chris is turning sixty-eight. All right, here we go. Happy birthday, everyone! Um. Oh, that's good. That's good. 
Whiteside in the chat. N-C-R-G. <laughs> like it. Uh, hey, wh- guess what I'm going to name our show today? N-C-R-G. N-C-R-G. It is pretty good. And by the way, he sends me so much good humor. He sends me jokes. Many of them I use. Some I don't, but most I do. Um, so uh, we'll be here next week. Um, I, I am going to be in California shortly, and we won't do any shows uh, from there because it's just hard. You know, I I love the studio. I'm going to wrap it up. I gave you the cool stories of music on Dan Hartman. And one of the things I said is that he's a real guy. He's a real musician. I'm going to share with you a song from a big name artist that Dan Hartman sang backup vocals on. I'll leave you with that. We will see you next week. Bye, y'all.